Hey. Still season four. <laughs> you smarter than that. Hey. You know you smarter than that. Hey. Yeah. You know you smarter than that. Yeah. Yo. You know you smarter than that. Hey. Smarter than that. You smarter than that. Yeah. Yep. We got you all of them facts. Yo. We got you all of them stats. You know. You know you smarter than that. Yeah. Smarter yeah. than yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Smarter than that, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about? What's happening? Welcome to you, Smarter Than That podcast, y'all. What's good? What's good? What's good? What it is, man? It's your man Martel. Yo, it's your boy Wally B. The B is for billions. Yo, what's good? This is your boy Two J, and as always, strengthen your weaknesses. Yeah, I'm strengthening. Uh, I got one. I got it. He came with it. I got. I was ready. Right. prepared what you got for us I gotta stop i gotta you know what i realized as i was i was thinking about this season and what's haunted me was the episode about maturity i just feel like i just i kind of like spoke into a mirror and the, it kind of you know made me reflect on myself and it's just like bro i kind of got a lot of maturing to do and it's not in i i talked to miss billions about it it's not in um being mature off the rip like if i'm like setting the tone for situations i'm pretty good at making sure that i set myself up for success right i'm i'm never like disrespectful or not cordial or you know polite I always set the tone so that it's reflected back what i've noticed is my immaturity happens when somebody doesn't reflect it back that's where my weaknesses is or weaknesses are where you're not getting what you're giving. Exactly. And yeah, that reciprocity. That that run me hot because it's like it, I gave you no reason. A, I, exactly. Exactly. I set us both up for success. Mm-hmm. I set us both up for I was polite to you. All you gotta do is just be polite back. And if the if it's disrespect, what I what I've found myself doing is being like bet. That's I've said it before on, most, on all the seasons before now. But if that's where you want to go, I'll we'll, we'll run down that direction. So what I'm hearing is, if you don't want to match my energy, I'll just match your energy. Yeah, but that it, it's never good, right? You know what I'm saying? And that's my weakness. Okay. What about you, Martizzi? Uh, uh kind of the same thing. Uh, but it's really just respecting my own boundaries. Like, I got to stop being afraid to be like, nah, this is my boundary. I don't care who you are. I don't care how you come in. Pause. Like, good catch. <laughs> you don't get to tell me what my boundaries are. You know what I mean? And sometimes it sucks because sometimes it's the last people that you really want to deal with boundary violations with. But at the end of the day, like, if you don't respect your own boundaries, you have none. So just me having the confidence and uh, the maturity and the cojones to stand on my boundaries every time and, and not be afraid of losing whatever could be lost with that boundary. Okay. Applause, applause for that man. Applause for that man. Applause for that man. Appreciate you. Applause for that man. Martell is really big on not losing things. Like, 
<laughs> I know it, it don't sit well in this. We've had this conversation off the pod. And yeah, I'm not afraid to set boundaries and lose it. But I know that that kind of rubs him. It creates an uncomfortability in his it spirit. Because so. I just believe that we could all just be good. You know what I'm saying? We could all just be cool all the time and everybody could just get it. I've heard a message three times from three different people. Uh, Snoop. Uh, uh, why be in Corday? or just Corday now? Because he they not they not a group no more. And I, man, who was it? Uh, I can't remember. It was it was rather Joey Badass or somebody else. But they all said it. No, it was it was Simba from the Lion King. No, uh, this <laughs> nigga. Uh, Who is Simba? He a rapper. He did uh he did a freestyle or uh, he did a song about the John ja Morant thing. He got this song out called Top G. Go check. Uh, man, you know I don't know these guys. You know what I'm saying? I but they either. all they all said the same thing, and it was it's like it's hard. Like they'll try to once they start reaching a certain level of of success, they try to help their homies and put their homies on. What they realize is it's hard to want more for people than they want for themselves. And you end up having to set a boundary and end up may losing that uh relationship. That shit is terrible. And I've heard that three times. Snoop it's, it's said it tragic. Corday and uh Simba. They all said the exact same thing. Like wanting more for people than they want for themselves and them wanting you to create success for them. Instead of them building it themselves. Instead of you giving them the opportunity and then they running with the opportunity, they want you to walk kind of right. hand in hand with them to help create it. Right. Which I, I understand, you know, it takes a team. You know, if, if I see something um, of value within someone and they can fill a space and I can fill a space, uh, you know what I'm saying? You get. <laughs> in order for us to reach a common goal, then that's, collaboration yeah that's cooperation and I, I respect that but sometimes it's you know i'm going for my goals and i'm gonna use you until you're no longer useful that's when it becomes problematic it's no longer collaboration it's like i'm you're just misusing somebody and you don't really have any good intentions for them right so uh, the same people having those conversations that you talk about, um, they're also coming from a space of experience with that kind of stuff too. And just having that discernment of people that you know are, are just using you because you got this access or you can do this or you can do that for them. So it's it's kind of a double-edged sword and you really got to have your head on the swivel because it's really hard to gauge people's intentions. You know what I'm saying? And that's why people really do try to put on for that day ones. But, you know, money changed people. Opportunities changed people. Jealousy is always lurking its head. You know what I'm saying? It's, you just never know. So do the best you can by the people that you can do right by. But just don't hang your head if stuff don't happen for them. Because not everything is for everybody. You just got to know that when you look into the mirror, you can be happy with the person that you are. And you know you did the best you could for the people that you love. For sure. Message. You feel me? Is that We still got that? <clears throat> Message. Yes, Betty, Betty. Yes, All right. That thing's up in there. So wait, what Pause. about you? <laughs> really? What man? happened? I said that thing's up in there. Wow. 
Wait a minute. Yo. <laughs> this is going crazy. Now. Um <laughs> My weakness here lately has been me overthinking. That's mm-hmm. been a weakness of mine. Um I'm going through a big mental transitioning period where I'm having to identify what it is and that like it is what it is if you say uh, but that saying yeah um understanding that it is what it is and that no matter how much i try or attempt to try to change the outcome it's inevitable it's gonna be the same and so i'm overthinking and over like what's the word analyzing yes but i was looking for the s word uh simulating there you go i'm over simulating the various different outcomes right and it's not going to change the outcomes are not changing right just me putting myself in a in a dark place is all that's happening from it it's just me over concerning over applying or um utilizing my time to just think about shit that ain't going to change no matter what and because of the the nature of the topic that I'm overthinking makes it that much even harder because I'm battling between what society will consider consider to be okay and what I'm comfortable with being okay with. Bro, like, are you like thinking about getting like a sex change or something? No, bro. <laughs> uh, like, nah. Chill. Because society is super cool with that. You know, that's why I was saying. Nah, bro. Chill. I'm just messing with we you. We like, bro. <laughs> Remember, I'm, I'm gonna take it back to it. I forgot that, what episode it was. That but nigga you got never green lighted that shit. You go, that's where you go. That's what you got for that. You got niggas with splitters and you got niggas with, with swangers. I got a swanger and I'm gonna stay with my swanger. Nigga, you guess. <laughs> nigga, y'all. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Nah, I'm just messing with you. Nah, but I I, I feel you. Uh, I'm an, uh, I, I, bruh, overthinking is a. You know, people, I really think sometimes people be capping. Like, I feel like some people be saying they be overthinking just because it's like the thing to say. But, like, some of us really be out here, bro. Bro. Like, people will all the time, I'll be sitting there and, like, I'll, I'll just hear, are you okay? Because you staring off in the space. Yeah. Bro. Like, I was all like, the time. And I'll be like, I'm cool. Like, I'm cool. So, do you ever like, low-key be mumbling? I don't think that I'm mumble. Bro. You don't know. Has anybody ever pointed it out? Nah, nah. Like, see, you I don't wouldn't think know. I'm I, I, I talk to myself out loud. Like, I, I've definitely practiced conversations. I do that frequently, but I don't. Like, if I'm around people, I don't be like. No, but I mean, like, if you staring off in the space and you having like this scenario run, or you over, you think about the situation. Do you ever kind of like just move your mouth? It's possible. Like nobody's ever pointed out to you. Uh-uh. See, I didn't. I didn't really notice until Miss Billius pointed it out to me, and she she did the same thing. She was like, "You okay? What you think about?" And I was like, uh, "Nothing. I'm good." She was, "You kind of talking," <laughs> and I was like, "I was like talking like is you just staring in a one direction and just kind of mumbling," and that's when I figured out. It's like. Dang, I'll be like having the conversation in my head. But you know what I'm saying? That overthinking shit is for real, bro. It's real. 
It's real. And so all y'all that be out here just trying to like be cool. cool. Like, it's not cool. cool about it, bro. And you a it's, slave, to bro. That. You it's not. <laughs> you you feel, your own thoughts. And you gonna look weird. You gonna look like don't let you be staring at space and there be like. If you a guy, a chick be standing oh there, you God. gonna look like a creeper. Mm -hmm. You know, you know mouth open, just salivating and shit. come out, you feel me? Like it's it's all bad. It's all bad. You but, hey, it is what it is, man. Listen, um, we got a. It, it's been a lot of a uh, conversation and a lot of hype and a lot of just debate surrounding, you know, college football as of late uh everybody's aware you know brother Deion sanders you know what i'm saying prime. dallas cowboys super bowl winner and also head coach of colorado what's their mascot the buffs Bull, the 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 buffaloes the buffaloes the buffs yeah the buffaloes the buffs yeah see you uh, buffs and what y'all think? What what y'all think about his rise to fame and you know just uh, no rise. The hate that's, <laughs> there's no, there's that's no rise. There's just it's he's been famous. He's been there. He's been above well, well, in this arena. I mean, there's still no rise. I don't think there's a rise. I think he arrived. I think he arrived and the fame came with him. Right. But it wasn't a rise in Colorado. It was I'm here. Boom. This is the Dion effect. This is the Coach Prime. This is the Prime Time effect. That's just who he's been always, wherever he goes, whatever he's done. You know, he's one of those, and we've talked about um, self confidence. I think we've talked. If we haven't, we need to. That, like believing in yourself. We've definitely talked about believing in yourself. You got to believe before you, anything else. You know what I'm saying? You got to believe before you do anything. Before anything happens. All, all the action happens in your head. So you got to believe what it is you're trying to do before you even fucking do it. And Dion's been like the poster child, the epitome of what that is. He's always just believed in himself 100% of the time, all in. And it's never failed. It's just never failed him. You know what I'm saying? And I think people just... I think people can't compute that level of self-belief. I would say <clears throat> to that notion, then I would say the haters or the hatred that comes from it stems from two different branches, if you will. One side is viewing it as being just overly confident. Him just being overly confident in his ability mm -hmm. as a coach, as a player, as a father, um, as a man, as a, a leader among leaders, future leaders. And then there's the other stem or the other branch, if you will, that looks at it as pure arrogance. Right, if that makes sense. No, yeah. You with me, Martel? Absolutely. I, go ahead. Uh, I was about to ask if you was okay. No, no, <laughs> Just see, right I there because he was staring in the I space. Was I was thinking. Fault, right? Um, it's my thinking face. And <laughs> I say that because, like you stated, you know what I'm saying? Dion has been successful and he has been him at every level when mm -hmm. he was at Florida State. Then when he went to the NFL and played for what? The San Francisco 49ers, the Atlanta Falcons. Then he went Baltimore. Or Dallas, I don't know. I was trying to skip was, over that damn team. Shut up, <laughs> goddamn cowgirls. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Don't get it twisted. But um, go pack. Everywhere he's went, all right, cool. They they kind of trash this year, but my bad. I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> um, 
I say that because, well, he's been him all the way through. And so to expect him to be somebody different just because he's in a different role, he was in the role of a player. Mm-hmm. Now he's in the role of a coach. And his exposure has never been that big as it is now at Colorado. Bigger conference, bigger dollars, uh, bigger recruiters, bigger boosters, the, whatever you want to consider. It's, it's on a bigger scale. Yeah. Uh, when he was in Dallas, what, is it, what was it, uh, Trinity? Trinity High School, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, where he was coaching there. Yeah, he got exposure locally, but it wasn't like magnified times 100 or times a million. It was just starting. Right. Yeah. Then when he went from there to Jackson State, it was like, okay, cool. He's at an HBCU. He still ain't at Division One, but he's at an HBCU. And it's like, okay, Black Pride takes over. Okay, we got a black head coach. Ain't like that hasn't happened before. That doesn't happen before in an HBCU. Um... Is he the most winningest coach, black uh, winningest coach in HBCU? Fuck no, that dude came from uh, Grambling State. I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah, but he came in won, what, three titles? They right. won like back-to-back-to-back titles. Right, so it's swag. all been, what I'm saying is, it's all been surrounding the man, Deion Sanders, and yeah. not what's actually happening on the field. Right. So now, when he's at a bigger scale, he sees it. It's like, okay, for the people who was following him when he was at HBCU, there was a number of people who didn't give two fucks about him coaching at HBCU. It's like, okay, cool. We got another black person teaching, I mean, coaching football at a black school. What's new? Oh, because it's Dion. Okay, he's going to get a little fanfare because it's Dion on the upper level. We're seeing him grow through the different tiers of different phases uh, or levels, if you will, of coaching. And we rooting for him because we just like we rooted for him when he was a player doing prime time, hand behind and the high stepping and all of that. Um, he brings entertainment. He brings excitement to the game. So, yeah, you're bringing in extra dollars. But then when it came down to it, people turned their back on him because he left this HBCU because what we had put in our heads or what society or black culture, if you will, had put in their mind that, oh, we, we going black pride, black school, black coach doing successful things. Then he transfers over to a division one school that's predominantly white mm-hmm. right and the individuals who was rocking with him because it was black black like black coach black school ain't rocking with him because it's black and white now oh mm-hmm. you went to the money you went to the dollars when did he not but he that's could, that's asinine if you really think about it because he took trial with he took shallow Whittle. if you look at the buffs like they got a, a lot of them black yeah, but what other the players is black? But what coach wouldn't do that? You if you was a saying? coach and you have a son, and you have a son, if you coaching your son in Pee Wee League, and you got an opportunity to go to a high school and coach, just naturally you would assume that your, your son, son would go with you. Would go with True, you. but I'm talking about the ones that's not his son, like the ones he brought in. Trav, not his son. He recruited Trav mm-hmm. from. A D one 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 school. You know what I'm saying? I'm just emphasizing the schools that were after Travis Hunter. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was a five star recruit. He was supposed to go to Florida Gators. We talking like SEC football. You know what I'm saying? Like we talking like the conference to go play at if you trying to go to the NFL. And he recruited him to come play for him. I think that's important. I think it's it's share it shows a lot about his character and what Trav saw in Coach Prime to turn down an offer from a school like Florida. To me, I feel like it was a no-brainer for Travis. My bad if I keep cutting really? it. Really? Yeah, uh, because... That's a no-brainer? Yeah, because he plays he plays Dion's position. 
he plays the cornerback's position he plays the db and so you you get to go coach under the greatest db to ever step on yeah you get to play for it iron for the hall for a hall of fame cornerback that did it he yeah. didn't did what you haven't even what you haven't did yet he's already accomplished that at the, the highest level and, and this is just i guess we can call this devil's advocate and if Dion leaves colorado go with him again more than likely if he'll just go with him until if he has eligibility left yeah i would think so if he's like but it's gonna come a day where Dion is gonna have to leave both of those players shadua shiloh and um travis hunter yeah it's gonna, it's gonna come a day because either Dion's gonna stay at Colorado or he's, or he's gonna, gonna move gonna up to the NFL. To the NFL, and that's the only way he can keep that the he do that within three years. No, I don't think he's gonna transfer to the NFL. He said he don't want to coach NFL. You know why? You, did you hear yeah. why? He said? Yeah, 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 yeah. He said he said he don't want to deal with uh, players who get played millions but don't want to put in the same work yeah. because of the the fact that they get paid so much. Mm-hmm. Whereas with, with college students, the goal is to get to the NFL. So even if they are getting paid, they still got to play. Yeah, they still got to be hungry. Because they they not just trying to get the money. They trying to play. And they dream is the NFL, and they not there yet. Right. So by technicality, they haven't achieved their dream. Even if they making millions, they haven't, achieved, they haven't achieved ultimately what they wanted to achieve, which is to play at the highest level of the sport. And so, diving more so into the the hate, because mm-hmm. y'all were talking about you know when he was at the HBCU, um, that was so stupid to hate that, bro. Because there's things that we don't know. We don't know what happened financially. We don't, and and Dion's a giver. Except for what Dion was saying in the aftermath after he left. Yeah, he was like it wasn't the change that they were talking about wasn't happening and him trying to influence different departments or different mm-hmm. uh, sectors, if you will, of that, that school, um, no matter how much he tried to influence or bring change to it, there was just the, the I guess the upper levels of the executives as you will at the school just wasn't trying to hear it. They just was like, keep bringing in the dollars, keep bringing in the attendance. They ain't never seen that much money and that much attention in their life. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just said it. Money changed, niggas. They ain't never seen that much attention. They ain't never had that many eyeballs that they gained. They were selling out stadiums. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were selling out all of their games. Right? And what did y'all expect? Y'all thought he was going to stay stagnant? You talking about somebody who changed multiple teams, played two different sports. One in two different sports yeah considered a goat in two different sports i wouldn't go that far yeah. i mean like he was a goat in baseball no i wouldn't I'm not go that saying far. he's he a, was a goat but i'm saying he's considered a great baseball player a good enough but he's like if you compare a person right who's at the same level of dion and they in their primary sport michael jordan who both transferred to baseball Dion's head and shoulders above Jordan when it came to baseball. Right, but he also yeah, head and Bo shoulders Jackson. below Bo, Bo I'm not Jackson. Ta- but see, I'm not talking about both. I'm talking like, I'm just saying, transferring right. to a sport, transferring to a sport that's not relevant to the sport that you're playing yeah. and being great at it. Yeah, yeah. Still no, being he called, good. He's still prime time. You know what I'm saying? And For still sure. being prime. At, you know, Like you said, he's prime wherever he go. You, He went to baseball as prime time and was prime time in baseball. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. No, way. you know what I'm saying, and so like what like y'all expect somebody who who is acceptance 
who has an acceptance of change to not embrace change? Hmm. I don't know what I expect. I did not expect Colorado to come out and just win everything. Okay. I think that a lot of people, because of who he is, they look at him to do more than what should be expected. And don't take me, I'm not saying that things are not possible. I'm not saying that he is not capable, but it's not <laughs> him on the field is what I'm saying. Like it takes a lot of moving parts to get a real winning organization, a real winning organization. And you have your outliers, you have your unicorns that come out of nowhere and just shock the world. It happens. Um, TCU was a unicorn at a point in time. When? Yeah. TCU wasn't always in the division that they're in right no, now. They had to. They, they grew into that. They weren't a unicorn. TCU they, didn't just pop up out of nowhere. They winning. worked their ass off to get that, to where they got. That was them. a. That was a process. Yeah. I remember when they That's was in the, the whack. only college I can talk about. That's the only what, one I know. Well, what I'm saying is that as a unicorn is like they weren't expect like even when they went to the the national championship last year, they weren't projected to go to the national championship. It was a lot of work, but you, they still competing against schools that where football is the blood, the, like the the life force. Sure, that's not TCU. They have proven themselves. Like you got to go all the way back to like. 2008 yeah. yeah i know 2009. like from that point on they was they were in that conversation you know what i'm saying so for them to go it shouldn't have been a surprise that in you know last year 2022 that tcu could be in the national that shouldn't surprise anybody no they're in the conversation now right. they earned that and it took a long time for them to earn that for real like that but they're they also uniform. didn't have now prime. Deion sanders shows up this year and goes and takes the title. That's a unicorn. Yeah, that would that's, be a unicorn. That's, that's remember I don't the think Titans, so. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't think that would be a unicorn because I feel like that's a reflection of his level of leadership and who he is. A winner is a winner. It doesn't matter like and that would be when a they unicorn. when they start for him to consistent. show up his first year at D1 and take a title. That's a unicorn. He's now, consistent. Who, how, does that happen a lot? I don't know. No, but everybody okay. ain't Dion Primetime Sanders. No, that's true. But again, you're you're giving you. It's like I'm crediting him with being consistent. But you're crediting him with accomplishments that he hasn't accomplished. But I'm crediting him with being consistent. I'm going off of his history as an individual player, right? Not as a winning coach. But you can, because he is a coach, and he has coaching. When he coached at high school, he won state championships. When he coached at HBCU, he won back-to-back -back championships. So now, once he went up a level, you could expect him to win a title. For D1, I'm not saying yeah, he's going to win a title every level. What I'm saying is, I expect a level of success. Oh, of course. Not that he's going to win a, a title, right? That's crazy. This is a different level of competition. But what I am, what I am saying is. It doesn't make sense to hate a person who has shown you consistently that they know how to win. Oh, that, for sure. It's not it's not that he just surprisingly wins. He works wins. Sure. So it's clear that he has a work ethic. You don't think that he applies that same work ethic to being a coach and he doesn't expect that same work ethic from his from his players and from his from his staff? Yes, it trickles down. It starts at the top. A snowball effect starts at the top goes to the bottom of the mountain so if he starts the ball rolling with high level expectation high level work ethic that's gonna pass down 
and if it passes down correctly then it will translate to the game i feel that you got no argument out of me sir <laughs> i'm just saying i don't understand the hate because it's not like it's not like prime like hasn't told everybody how he get down yes this is this is me this is who i am this is who i've always been but i've always also been uh one to put in the work that needed to be put in to back up what it is I, how it is i like to be it's easier to deal with somebody when they not fucking around in your backyard that's i fuck with that it's easier to do that Nigga, you it's get real easy oh whoa i thought you were gonna give me the message that was a big that, gym bro that was whoa. a gym that was something <laughs> chill out all right but i'm gonna explain it i'm, I'm gonna explain it please that is that is a little pause though that yeah. we that would i go back and listen to it that's a little pause you fuck her out of the backyard you chill out <laughs> crazy i nah. thought he was reaching there for a second though nah. but, but here it is right like I say, like it's easier to deal with Dion being a head coach at a at a high school in a small market, well, medium sized market, but for high school, nobody really looks at Dallas like, yo, y'all gonna be like the best team in the state. Yeah, we got ballers in Texas, baseball and football players that come out of Texas a lot. You know, right? But even at the HBCU level, still okay. Yeah, you going up in levels but it's in coaching. A, it's a different, like right. it's a lower tier football program. It's a it's a little demo of a light. Yeah, right. Now you get up to D one. Now you in my backyard. You balling with you the big boys. You national, you nationwide being shown uh, nationwide games, primetime games. Everybody in the world can see it. You taking attention off of me and my team. Yeah, I got you. I'm 100. We, as boosters, we done spent years and years upon fundraising to get these particular kids at our program, to mm -hmm. stay at our program, to teach them, grow them, and develop them into respectable, responsible young men that that perform on the field and also perform off the field. Yeah. Community service and mentors and role modelship and all of that crap until they get to ultimately the league if they want to, doctors, lawyers, be professionals in, right. in their own career field. And right? out of nowhere, here come Prime. Here come Prime time. Mr. Flashy, got Mr. Everybody and or overly they, confident. Got everybody questioning they commit. Now you in my backyard trying to pull my recruits from Yo, my team i understand and you trying to take over the stage that i was that on I've the front line of a hundred years for right to get to and it take you a season to create the same amount of eyeballs on your program that it took me i fuck with right you. i understand what you're saying so that's why well, i say it's easier to deal with he, he's amassed wealth that's what wealth does like not financial I don't wealth just, oh okay I'll not go, financial go wealth but when you establish wealth when you work and you've built something it comes with value so it's not like he's just popping in and pulling you off the stage he brought a stage that's what i'm saying that's what I'm, that's why you said he rose there it's like nah he been there but he just came here and brought everything with him okay let's use an analogy all right all right so we all been in high school right graduated Get our applause, whatnot. Hopefully, hopefully from high school. What the hell? Not me. I'm talking about you know. We, we graduated. We're all, we're all high school. I'm talking about whoever's listening. Hopefully, hey. Uh, but we all been in high school, right? So let's say that you went to a school for your freshman year, sophomore year. You was on varsity, right? Whatever sport you're choosing, right? You was in varsity. 
Then your mom tells you, hey, I got a better job or I got another job opportunity on the other side of town. So now we got to pack our shit up and go to another school. Yeah. We got a better paying job. So we're going to be in a better district, better academics, all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. You show up as an athlete, knowing that you was varsity for the last two years at the school that you was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You go over to a completely different school. Let's say it's a private school because your parents got some money now because they didn't got a better job. Right. Yeah. Now you go to a private school. You already know in your mind, I'm going to be on varsity when I get to this motherfucker. Right. Because I was varsity the last two years. Yeah. But what are the players at that private school? How they gonna react to you coming to the team when they already had they starting five? It depends. It depends how you show up. Okay. If you show up, you show up like Dion. Yeah, it might I, be a problem. And I perform on the field. It's still gonna be a problem. But I perform on the field. Do I perform on the field? That's the yes. argument. Do yeah, I? Of course you do. If I'm out, if I'm out working you and I'm out performing you, I'm not worried about you. But they gonna be it's gonna make them mad. But these are no, your teammates. I'm gonna tell them it's gonna make us win. The hell you mad about? You wanna lose? I fuck I'm not mad. I'm not so against that. That that would be my message to the entire team. Like, listen, I'm here to contribute. You either want this or you don't. What? I'm but, I don't think I'm better than nobody here, but let's see what's up on this field. But your work. But your confidence, like he said, your confidence could insult somebody else's insecurity. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen people choke underneath the confidence of so, of somebody else. Like they in a position, they solidified in their position, but because somebody else came in who getting all the gas right now, they start panicking. They start panicking and they acting out of character, trying to sabotage and attack and prevent this person's success. Only do they know that it's just bouncing back and hitting them and they creating their own failure right you know what i'm saying but that's what niggas do when they intimidated by greatness okay let's take, let's take a pivot let's take a pivot i just seen a uh watch the video it's about two hours i didn't watch all this shit um <laughs> we just i told you <laughs> i didn't watch all that shit um i probably would have depending on who the person was but this person i wouldn't necessarily say i fuck with him i wouldn't necessarily say i don't fuck with him you just i see him in passing if you will charleston white nigga you gay keep talking <laughs> charleston white right this is does this interview get it. where he's talking about he wants shador sanders to get hurt fuck Deion sanders fuck shador sanders this Charleston White. And keep in mind, this motherfucker is from Fort Worth. Yeah, oh my God. I hate that that nigga say that shit out loud. It but. Boils my blood. And I'm torn, right? Hearing it. Because one, I'm a Deion Sanders fan. Right? And so I want to do this. I want to see this guy do well in whatever he does. Mm -hmm. Right? But then a part of me is like, okay, well, this dude's from Fort Worth. I'm from Fort Worth. Okay, I can at least give him an ear. Right whether i agree or disagree with him right i at least give him an ear because he's local right but knowing what i know about charleston white which ain't fucking much but just he has a pattern or a tendency if you will he'll get on youtube shoot a whole bunch of convert um controversy there you go convert you. controversial statements and say shit that he don't believe he don't agree with it just gets a lot of clicks and views 
mm-hmm. right? And then when he goes to these local towns or go around the nation, whatever, he's doing positive outreach and, and philanthropy work and all of this shit, right? So what he does in his real life combats or conflicts with the person or the persona that he shows online, right? right? And on YouTube. So I don't know if this is supposed to be a plot or a ploy to get people more interested in Deion Sanders, right? Or if this motherfucker genuinely is just hating. What platform did he say this on? Um, he said it on, what was it? Uh, It was on a... Was uh, it on the platform that he be lying on? It's YouTube. That nigga he YouTube. YouTube. He, did a, he was an interview. He was doing an interview on, uh, I believe it was St. Was, was he representing himself or was he representing the persona that he gives in his content? I'm, I don't know. That nigga, that nigga be saying some outlandish shit. I know that. Oh, then yeah, that's just part of the act. He doing what he's supposed to do. He's, doing, he's doing what gets paid. He's drawing attention. But I just think, I, to me, right, one, as black people, we already got, I don't make it seem like, like, like it's just an opposing uh, intentional force. But, you know, you get looked at side eye if you looked a certain type of way, right, in certain spaces. So we already got cards going against us just off of our appearance, right? And then that don't include the music, that don't include the culture, where the even if it's a positive side to the culture, that don't include the negative shit that our culture do. You know what I'm saying? We why are we assisting in the all in our own demise? That's dumb. Why are we not uplifting the people who who are showing us exactly how to get shit done? Some of us are. Uh, that some of us are just so unhappy that we don't have the capacity to appreciate someone else's growth. You can't love nobody else if you don't love yourself. You know? Yeah. So, it's I mean, it's really simple though. as that. But all we, I mean, that's life. Everybody's a spectrum. Everybody on different levels. It's all we can do is bring it to their attention. It's say, hey, listen, if you hating on Deion Sanders and his success, the biggest question you should be asking is why? Why do you feel the way that you feel? Why does it make you feel anything negative? And what is it that's negative in your world that would lead you to feel negativity about a black man's success? I I heard, um, I forgot who said it, but I definitely heard it from, I heard it from somebody recently, but I've heard it from someone uh, a while back that it was Conor McGregor who was like, you know, I'm going to be successful, right? I'm going to drive the flashiest cars. I'm going to get the big house in Hollywood. I'm going to make millions and billions. I'm going, you know, I'm going to enjoy all the things that I worked for. I'm going to be grateful and enjoy all the things that I worked for. And some people are going to find inspiration in, in that and they're going to go do it too. And then other people are going to hate it and they're going to stay exactly where they are. And that shit never left my brain i could never i could never fathom hating somebody for winning if that means that i prevent my own self from winning because i'm too busy hating somebody else from winning i remember i had a i had a topic uh called uh stop pocket watching like why do we pocket watch why are we out here counting other niggas pockets like what the fuck is that why do we do that because we didn't grow up in a society and our education system where we was compared. We use comparative analysis all the fucking time where you was graded on um, getting a scholarship or getting 
um, a letter of recommendation all the way from high school into college based on your grades and how they compare it to somebody else's. So you grew up knowing, okay, I'm compared to this person. Well, I'm, I'm making this grade. This person's making this grade. I'm gonna compare. What's the difference between us two? Well, they got the A, so they're getting $10,000 worth of scholarships. I got a B, so I'm only getting 5,000. So that they can blow an extra 5,000 that I can't. So why are we mad though? Like, that's what I'm trying to get to. That's the point I'm trying to like, why are we mad? Why would I be mad at somebody who got billions? Whatever. That nigga did whatever he had to do. I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad. But whatever it was, it landed him <laughs> on a nice little cushy pile of billions and billions of dollars. Sometimes you be having experiences where you did the same work. You know what I'm saying? And you put in the same effort. And you might have even outperformed something. And based off some technicality or some political this or whatever that, or just wrong place, wrong time. Like, you know, hate can be bred out of a lot of dark places. You know what I'm saying? It's no telling. But I think some people have legitimate concerns as to be salty about why some people are winning and they're not, especially if the person is winning off of your work. Because all the time, you know, coming out of corporate America, I've definitely had situations where people took credit for my work that's necessary and I felt the way about it that's a part of the process but i'm just saying but there's I'm, I'm i'm just answering the question as to how people could arrive there yeah you know what i'm saying not saying that they should stay there you just chopped it up as part of life you know what i'm saying that's what it is but it happens i've definitely and i've never hated but like i had a gm i was like bro like you over here you know i'm over here having a, a rough go and you cushy and you won't even put me in position to be able to take credit for the things that i've done you'll you'll take that too right i fuck with that you know what i'm saying i just don't so saltiness in that way i definitely can appreciate now you hate on a complete stranger who has that's what i'm talking about you. it's like we looking at niggas who winning successful motherfuckers deon sanders just as an example who winning and we just hating that nigga because he winning i mean i'm talking like I talk conspiracy theory. We just hate niggas because we because they winning. We gotta justify their success because they winning and we not. There's n there's no way a nigga can make billions of dollars. It's impossible. Why? That's what niggas really believe. Niggas really believe that. They don't believe there's a certain level of success you can reach without sacrificing uh, morals. I think it may be because certain people cut off um, or they only dream so far. They dream get cut off. Like they can only see living in an apartment to going to a house. They don't see going from an apartment to a mansion. Right. They can't dream that big. They, they can't fathom it. It's, it don't seem feasible to them. Right. Right. You got other people that's like living in a shack and like, I right, bet this shack about to grow exponentially. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Or some people be like, yeah, I know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to strategically map out my course and get to where I'm trying to get to. Right. So most of the hatred, I believe it comes from individuals who dreams got cut short because they mind just stopped thinking and that's stop processing. That's that. That's fucking real. Stop creating. That's deep. <sighs> that That just fucked with me. That made me sad. I went from like not understanding to feeling pity like in a heartbeat. Cause I couldn't imagine not like 
dreaming super big. Right. You know, even if I wasn't achieving on the level, I just could not sit back in my bed with my headphones on and think of just, you know, there's that line. I think it's in, um, oh, I can't remember. I think it's, it's a Kanye West song and the good life. And he, uh -huh. he said, I used to sit back and close my eyes. You know what I'm saying? And just dream about, I could not imagine just like, not before i had it i closed my eyes and imagine it. yeah yeah i could just not think of myself <laughs> you know what i'm saying just not i see when i even when i think about the pod and i'm trying to come up with stuff i just always see us interviewing somewhere big we somewhere somewhere doing something big shaking hands with somebody who established you know what i'm saying i just see it i don't know why or how and i i feel sorry for people who don't because I could understand why that creates a hate because you can't see yourself winning. Right. And this person is over here just winning endlessly. Right. Because they're doing something that you didn't think was even possible because you stopped thinking. Nah, but we all have a we all have a duty and an obligation to ourselves and to our futures, to our future selves to put in the work, man. Keep dreaming. Keep thinking. Um, stop scheming. Stop pocket watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, use everything around you as a tool or a building block to to create something better there's no reason to throw stones to break somebody else's windows when you can use that stone to build you a mansion y'all know better Damn, than that man smarter than that you feel me we out so quick question what's up right do you think that somebody who stopped dreaming right can tell are you are young ones that they should dream or is that hypocrisy it well is. you always want better for the younger yeah. generation than you want yeah. for yourself you always want the, the the younger generation to be better than you or better than have better opportunities or more opportunities than you maybe have for yourself but how can you how can you preach to them something you didn't practice it's why i did it. it's why we it's why for me i started this podcast because i wanted to be able to look my son and my daughter in my face and say I, I didn't, I might not have, we might not blow, you know, but I tried. Right. You go try too. I can do that with a genuine heart. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with establishing self-esteem, good work ethic, and a value system within people, even if you yourself feel like you can't because you don't know what kind of, you don't want to rob them of that hope just because you've lost it. Even if, the, if, if all I can give you is hope, even if I've lost it for myself, I don't see that as, as hypocrisy. I see it as, as passing what little I have left. That's a bit. You know what I'm saying? All right. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.